Welcome to the Stone Conversation Podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of Stone Conversations. My name is Peter Mumford. I'm the CEO of Stone Real Estate, and we're bringing informative information to you on a regular basis that will help you with everything to do with buying, selling, and investing in property. And of course, it's very interesting times at the moment. So today we have uh, Ben Brasich, who is our General Manager of Stone Money, and we're going to do a bit of a Q&A with Ben today on some of the questions that are popping up every five minutes to do with uh, borrowing money to buy property. Welcome, Ben, to the show. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me on. So, Ben, what we might actually just jump into this, everyone's uh, very precious of time at the moment, we might jump right into a bit of a Q&A for you. And, and these are obviously a lot of questions that you're getting and we're hearing about across the network. So, first question for you today. What about is home loans? What about home loan repayment holiday? What does that mean? What's the slash with holiday home loan repayment pause? Yeah, look, thanks, but look, very pertinent question at the moment. A lot of, uh, a lot of borrowers and uh, existing borrowers looking to understand uh, what is a home loan repayment and, and basically what are some of the components of it. But effectively, um, a home loan repayment is the option to pause a home loan for up to six months with a, with a, with a review at three months. Now, um, home loan repayment is typically based on financial hardship. Um, and this is something that banks have always had. It's not something new. But I think based around the, the current economic uncertainty, uh, many banks have introduced a repayment pause for home loan customers um, to assist them over the next period or unknown period at this stage. Um, what about interest charges uh, during this period? Are they uh, are you paying the interest yeah, so or how, Yeah, so how it works. Um, so so looking at a looking at the whole process, um, interest charges will continue accrue accrue during the, the repayment pause. Um, so the first the first kind of period they look at is is three months. So they want to understand at three months how you're tracking. Um, is there any issues? Are you still having any kind of financial hardship or concerns about meeting repayments? Um, and then they can extend it for another three months up to a total of six months at this stage. Okay, next question for you. What's the process to request a repayment pause? Yeah, it's a good one. So, um, and hence why I've been getting many calls. Um, listen, look, the volumes going through the banks at the moment is, is unprecedented in the sense of, of customers contacting banks for a range of, of different um, requirements, whether it's your business lending or your home lending. but. Look, essentially, the, the right thing and the first thing to do is either contact your broker. Um, so if you've got a broker broker relationship, reach out to, to your broker. And if you don't even have a broker at this point in time, it's also a very good time to reach out to a broker and actually reassess your whole position because part of this is is understanding your cash flow. Part of this is understanding what your financial commitments are going to look like over this kind of uncertain period, call it three to six months. Um, and what a lot of brokers are very, very good at doing is actually setting the same for you. So actually talking through... Some of the options, what are the options, how do you get there, who do you talk to? Because um, part of that journey also at this stage can be around uh, saving interest if you're in an opportunity to, to refinance or then go into repayment holiday if required. So that brings me to the next um, question. Oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, um, so just just around that process as well, Like it's, I think we've just got to be mindful too that financial hardship um it is essentially that. It's when a customer is in a position or a borrower is in a position where they, from um, you know, un, un, uh, unprecedented measures, either have no capacity to meet their commitments, um, so loss of job, loss of income, downturn in, in revenues from their business, 
Um, it also can also be where you've got family members who are not well. So that can also be another uh, case for hardship. So this is not just related to the fact that it's based around servicing or meeting commitments. There's also compassionate hardship as well. Um, so clients should be aware of that if, if they need to go down that process. But um, I think just, just looking at this in a nutshell and, and reviewing it all, um, if, if you've got the capacity uh, via savings and if you've got money in the bank, um, this doesn't form hardship. So losing a job is one part of it. But if you've got the savings to meet your commitments, um, the conversation with the financial hardship team may be very, very different. So it really is for those that are actually right in that process of, of not being able to meet any further commitments and don't have the capacity to meet any further commitments. Um, and the bank will do a normal assessment. So do a normal application to understand your full assets and liabilities um, to, to ascertain the actual uh, repayment, uh, repayment, um, the third repayment uh, plan. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Next question for you. What if a customer needs repayment pause for longer than six months? Okay, so uh, generally speaking, once again, across the lenders, um, it would be assessed on a case-by-case -case, uh, basis. Um, once again, doing that full review of the current position. So, look, we'd all, we'd all like to think, and I think this is a, a, broad, a broad comment, but we'd all like to think that, that, you know, in the next three to six months, there's a return of some normality here as well. Um, and we'd like to obviously see the, the COVID-19 um, be fully squashed and, and not have any clients left in a position where they're, they're uh, in financial hardship. But, Look, if it, if it is a, a scenario which is going to go beyond six months, it will be a case-by-case. Case. Now, one thing to, to remember here is that it, it's not on the never-never. There's going to be a point where the bank or the lender is going to have to reassess the full position. And a couple of reasons that would push that is your loan-to-value ratio. So if you already were at 90% and you're asking to capitalise the payments, well, um, you know, we don't want to be in a situation where you've got a negative equity scenario. Um and, you know, that's, that's a consideration of the lenders when they're reviewing as well. So LVR will definitely come into the conversation. Um, but also as you return to some normality around your income, um, I would be suggesting with clients that, that as you get some income coming back through, is to actually start to roll back the, the, uh, the third repayments and start to meet your, your commitments again. So I know we covered a little bit this uh, earlier, but I just want to make this clear for everyone listening. We, what the questions around, will customers accrue interest during the pause? Can you just give me some clarity on that and how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and this is once again, one of the questions that a lot of people are asking is exactly how does the mechanics of it work? So um, accruing interest is exactly that. So over that six months period from, from day one being today, um, up until about six months, uh, the third repayment, your interest at your, your current interest rate and your loan balance will be accrued on top of your existing balance. So, um, effectively, what you'll have in six months' time is a slightly higher loan amount based on your your repayments or, or in, and your repayment structure it is today. Um, but also remembering too that it doesn't necessarily mean an extension of loan term. What it will mean is that the loan interest is accrued for that period and then it is effectively absorbed into the current loan term. So your repayments will be slightly higher. Um, and that's one question a lot of people have been asking is, does it mean I can actually then extend my loan for a further six months? Generally speaking, no. Generally, it means um, you know it's it's uh, it's back amortised back into your your current loan schedule. Okay, thanks, Ben. That's right. I have another question for you. We've got a few here for you today. Um, yeah, there's a few. <laughs> there is. Does repayment pause affect a customer's credit rating? Okay. Yeah. 
another very, very good question. This is being asked a lot as well. Um, look, at this stage, uh, from a from a broader industry level, um, it's yet to be decided on how this will look. So it's, it's look, we only went into a new credit scoring, uh, you know, basis, uh, you know, kind of back end of last year, um, where where credit scoring is based on conduct, um, not necessarily just a a uh, sorry a dispayment or or uh, arrears as such. So credit scoring had gone through a revamp, um, you know, most of last year and was implemented across the board effectively back end of last year and coming to this year. So um, it's a bit of an interesting ground in sense of where this is going to land. Um, I think common sense will prevail, um, but once again, it's. It's on the basis that there's financial hardship, it just doesn't mean you can kind of uh, keep the down the road and, and, and not take responsibility. There is still responsibility of borrowers, and, and I'm a borrower myself. I know I've got my own commitments I've got to meet. Um, so a tricky one, Pete, in the sense that no one really knows just just yet, but I would I would think from an industry point of view, um, you know, what unfortunately would happen if, if we were to, to kind of just... Uh, is one brush across all all borrowers that are in hardship, then um, it wouldn't be the right thing to do from a credit scoring point of view. So moving on on that um, and elaborating, does it really matter what type of home loan the customer has in regards to this repayment pause? Yeah, again, once a bit of confusion on this as well initially. Um, so look, the reality is um, any loan, be it be investment or owner-occupied, um, is applicable for hardship. The only ones that are very difficult is construction because there's there's no real uh, end asset value as such um, on that property if it's mid construction. So typically in that that scenario, um, they won't allow for for deferred repayments um, while it's through the build stage. But if you've got an investment home loan or you've got a home loan on your principal place of residence, they're applicable for deferred repayments. Um, and also in your fixed rates as well. So if you do have a fixed rate, we can also look at the first fixed rate. So, um, so one other thing I think that's yeah, one other thing is I think is going to come up here too is around um, understanding your cash flow. This is really, really, really important. So a lot of people might be sitting right now on a principal place of residence with a principal and interest repayment schedule. Um, one of the first ports I'll be making is a call around whether you can move that to interest only right. um, and service the interest only from a cash flow point of view before then taking any further action. Just don't take the immediate action of going, well, let's just push this out for six months. Um, and I've done this myself. I've gone from P&I to look at interest only and go, well, you know what? That's a lot That's a lot different. It's, it's, it's much better for, for my family's cash flow for the next period. Um, and, you know, at this point in time, I know I can meet that commitment. So it's so something on, to consider as well. On all of this, Ben, do you feel that banks, will they be offering any relief for customers with credit card or personal loan debts? Yeah, so look, this, um, banks have always had banks have always had hardship um, plans in place. Um, so, I mean, my banking career, uh, ex Macquarie Bank uh, and ex CBA Private Bank, um, look, it's always been a provision inside the banks if someone is in financial hardship um, to to reach out um, and obviously have the conversation. And look, often in these scenarios, um, and, and this is often where clients and pride and and uh, it always comes into place is that just if you're having issues you're better off reaching out up front um, and, and, and kind of talking to the bank to see how you can best resolve your, your current circumstances. As I said, it's twofold. One is, is financial hardship and the other one is compassionate hardship where you're having to either look after somebody who's, who's sick or ill um, or under treatment um, and you're finding it difficult to meet as well. 
So Ben, just just wrapping up on all this and just your thoughts, um, whether it's right or wrong to be deferring at the moment, also given the new government assistance packages and some talking points around that, what what do you feel? I guess it's a case by case, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, it is a, it is a bit case by case at the moment, and there's there's just there's so many variables that can affect people's income. And I was having a conversation with a client before we took this call, and you know they've got commercial properties, and their tenant can no longer pay, and he's now thinking, well, what's the flow on effect of that to to my own home and my own putting food on table and paying my own mortgage? So, um, look, it's it's, it's a real tricky one. I think you've got to assess um, and understand all your revenues. Um, it's a really good time to sit down with the family and actually put everything out on the table and reassess what it looks like for the next month and then reassess what it looks like for the next three months and then six months. Um, and changing. take a really, really... Things are changing. That? Sorry to interrupt there, but things are changing so no, quickly, aren't they, with different assistant packages coming out every couple of days? And I guess we'll we'll see it, more about that. It's daily at the moment. Uh, look, it's daily at the moment um, in the sense of, and it, it's also daily with the lenders as well. And you know what what they will accept as income, what they won't accept as income from from a borrower's point of view, particularly those that are in the process of settling on properties as well. Um, and hence, why I would suggest um, in this in this market where there's some uncertainty around. Um, your actual borrowing capacity or, or how you're going to service the loan if you are about to purchase or have you got a pending uh, purchase either via um, off the plan or, you know, a normal contract purchase, um, then reach out to a broker and have a chat because, you know, your lender may not be able to assist, but there may be lenders that can assist. Um, and there are plenty of lenders right now that are working with, with the broker market to, to uh, you know, work through a bit of a minefield of the unknowns at the moment. Um, for clients as well. But to answer your question, Pete, whether it's right or wrong to defer, it, it is a case-by-case. Case. The family, as a family unit, you will know what's right. Um, but I, I would probably caveat with, with one comment. Um, if you don't need to and you can manage your cash flow through other means by reassessing whether you go interest only or look at your overall spending as a, as a family, I think that is the most prudent behaviour at this point in time. Um, but I'm also very cognizant that, that with the, with the massive amount of loss of job, um, and different industries affected, that, um, you know, it's got to be fully considered. Thanks, Ben. I think there's some really great points there for some people to take away because there is a little bit of confusion out there. I think one of the big takeaways too for anyone listening out there, if you are only dealing with just with one bank, not a bad thing, but it is worth, if you don't have a broker finding one, <laughs> by all means, you can reach out to Ben and, um, See, because obviously brokers go out and they will look for the best deal, the best suitable, suitable thing for in your circumstance, where when you go to a bank, they're only going to offer select things. Um, so important. Yeah, look, 100%. It's probably become more, more, more prudent um, now than ever than, than having uh, a good, a good uh, conduit to, to multiple lenders. I mean, we've got 35 different lenders on our panel, um, from the major banks right through the non-bank lenders, uh, right through to second-tier lenders and even private funding. So... Look, there is a solution in place um, if clients need it. And a lot of clients in the conversation I'm having at the moment, Peter, is, is around that. Like, they'd rather find a solution um, than, than go down a certain path. But, uh, once again, if a client is in a situation where they've got to go down there, still reach out so we can help you get down that financial hardship path and, and work with your lender to get the best result. So, Ben, thank you very much for your time today. It's really Pleasure. appreciated because I know you are flat out. It was hard getting you on the phone today because I know you're getting one call no, off the other. No, if no, anyone absolutely. wants to reach out to you, how do they connect with with you and Stone Money Brokers? Yeah, sure. So, look, the easiest, um, easiest way is 
to to give me a call zero four six six two six two six three six. The other other option there is to uh, to drop an email, which is my name Ben Brasich B R A Y S I C H at stonemoney.com.au. Thank you very much, Ben. I hope you have a busy week. Pleasure, Pete. Which I know you will. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, keep Thank well. Thank you. Thanks, we'll, Ben. We'll, we'll talk soon. Cheers, Pete. Bye. Thanks, now. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information on buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.